No, no. I'm gonna trade you two sheep for that wood Tell me honey, does that sound good? Cause all I really wanna do Is take away longest road from you, yeah Welcome to these tabletop sessions Welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to these tabletop sessions Hello fellow gregarious geeks and gamers. Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Tabletop Sessions podcast, where we talk about all things tabletop related that have been occupying the hearts and minds of this international group of gamers over the course of the last three weeks. My name is Elias, and this episode we're celebrating Eid al-Milad, Christiana, and Kirsvis. With me, it's Dima, Ipo, and Byron. Say hi, guys. Hi guys, Dima here. Hi guys, Hippocrates here. And this is Byron. And so you know, Elias, you completely murdered that. I know. I, as I was doing it, I realized. How do you say it? I'm not even Afrikaans, but so I could also be getting it wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Caspius. 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 Uh, bro, Google <laughs> Translate disagrees with you. <laughs> it definitely yeah. didn't say Caspius. I would have remembered Caspius. <laughs> <laughs> but you nailed, uh, you nailed Christiana. Yeah, but they, they spelled it with a G. I had to change it to a Y. Didn't make any sense. Anyway, Christiana. <laughs> it's from Yes, you know, Christiana. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes like, G-E-S. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I know right. I nailed the Arabic, Dima. Yeah, so. good job. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> now which dialect was that was that the the Jordanian dialect or the Egyptian it's the Levant Levantine it's Eid yeah. al-Milad nah, that sounds like a Qatari <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you I'll take this as a compliment <laughs> so this episode if I am calculating correctly should be out just a couple days before Christmas so um <laughs> Merry Christmas, if that's your thing. And, uh, you know, all the others, happy holidays. If you're offended by that, we don't care. (laughs) Happy winter holidays. You know what? Enjoy whatever holiday makes you happy. No one's forcing. But, you know, it's coming out a few days before Christmas. So, happy Christmas, right? Yeah, but we didn't uh, say happy Diwali in the previous episode, so it's not politically correct, I would say. <laughs> sure. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I, I seem to have slipped Diwali off my calendar. So Like one billion people are offended. <laughs> I mean, we, do, we did say Ramadan Karim, right? When it was we Ramadan. Did. So, yeah, I feel good about myself. So, um, <laughs> guys, I'm afraid we're going to be ruining your Christmas with the next piece of news. And I apologize in advance. But we will be going on a hiatus after this episode for a couple of months. Aww. Thank you, Dima. (laughs) (laughs) And and with that commentary from Dima, our emotion correspondent. So um, it's sort of of a natural point to take a break. It's the end of the year. um, And uh, it's uh, sort of be the, the end of season one. So we'd be coming back in a couple of months with 
sort of a different format that we're trying to change up based on surveys we send out to our listeners and so on. But the reason, the main reasoning is we feel like we're not getting you guys the best content because during COVID, like most people, we're just not getting to play enough games. We're just not getting to go to enough game nights. And because of that, we're just not playing the games you guys want to hear about. Oh. But would, would shut up, people. I thought, the, I, I, I thought the reason was that I asked for my leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, if that was the case, we'd have replaced you with Kevin for a couple of months. <laughs> But with the vaccine rollout, especially here in Canada over the next couple of months, hopefully, I have no idea how it's going to go, but hopefully we'll be able to at least get in some proper game nights with small groups and then maybe hopefully with the Toronto Board Gamers group over the next two to three months, it'll start coming back again. And if it does, we'll be back with actual relevant content and with the changes that you guys tell us you want to see in the survey that we're going to release on social media. That doesn't mean that we're going away. We're just not releasing new episodes. We are going to still be active on social media. We're going to be just, if we're just maybe just sharing stories, pictures, we'll try to do Q and A's. I'll try to hop on for some live videos. And then after I do that, Uh, through popular demand, Dima will pop on for, for live <laughs> videos. Um, we have some new content ideas we want to try out. Me and Byron have been talking about him doing some stuff. I have some ideas, maybe some video stuff to release on Instagram. Whatever it is, um, we're not going away. We're going to be there. We're going to try to be even more active than usual. It's just there won't be an episode 34 until we're hoping March. But as I said, we'll keep you updated on everything. So that's our sad Christmas gift to you. But our New Year's resolution is that we're going to be back stronger and better than ever. And Ipo, even I think it's two episodes in a row, he didn't fuck up his audio. So can you even imagine what 2021 holds for all of us? Now that's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas miracles, I heard, Byron, you played an actual board game, not online, but on a table. Not only Woo-hoo! that, I also played a game from this year. Oh, my God! Wow! <laughs> you guys should be very oh, proud of me for that achievement. This is why we're taking a break, people. <laughs> How did this happen? I mean, did the game, uh, did the game came uh, with a courier, like, out of your door? You know what's a good idea for a business? a delivery service for board games for those people that keep buying board games, but the person who delivers it will play it with you. That Or they'll is... teach it to you. They'll teach it to you. How much crowdfunding money do you need? You start this enterprise in Canada and I will happily be one of your couriers. <laughs> uh, it's a good idea. I'll think about But also, just by the way, uh, recently on StorySmiths, we were talking off camera Storysmith being our sister podcast, if you don't know about it. We're in the middle of an RPG season. We're doing a Savage Worlds campaign set in a pulp 1930 setting. I'm playing the Viscount Archibald Halfman III. So um, it's a lot of fun. But the next point, um, me, three of the four hosts, myself, AK, and Eugenio, are really addicted to Kickstarters, right? Like we back a lot of Kickstarters. So the fourth host, Mo, was like, I'm going to make a Kickstarter <laughs> that basically is one where whenever you feel like backing a Kickstarter, I come and smack you upside the 
That's amazing. <laughs> and the first question was, what are the stretch goals? <laughs> You've learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game from this year is was one of the ones that we spoke about on our virtual tour of Essen. And <laughs> it interests me so much that I was like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get it. I'm going to punch it. And I'm going to play it. And I, and I did all of those things all in order. Didn't we also have like a fan request? To review it? Yeah, during our Gloomhaven Jaws of the Line giveaway, I asked the question, what games would you like us to review? And three people requested Calico. So here you go, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, nice. I want to ask, uh, during the virtual uh, Essen uh, Spiele, Byron, did you have uh, virtual hot dogs? <laughs> no, I didn't. I had virtual you cats. You already and asked dogs. this question <laughs> during the virtual Essen shit. Uh, and I'll, I'll correct you again. Just by it the was way, sausage. Just, just by the way, uh, that virtual Essence tour was episode thirty. So if you don't know what we're talking about, download that and listen. And don't skip episodes. Back to you, Byron. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Calico is a board game designed by Kevin Russ and He's published out of by hand. Flat Out Games in 2020. The beautiful art is by Beth Sobel. So oh, I love her. Subel, 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 yeah, Subel. I love Anyone her. Every works. time she comes up, I tell everyone how much I love her art. But man, I love her art. It's so good. <laughs> I love her art, but in this case, is it's a cat, right? So <laughs> even if my daughter draws a cat, everybody oh will love God. it, right? Because it's a cat. I mean, everybody knows that. I don't like cats, personally. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, you're a serial killer. Only serial killers <laughs> doesn't like cats. He's a dog man. I'm a dog person. I don't like cats because when they come next to my dog, they attack my dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. And our oh. dogs get scared. Yeah. So it's personal. I've had to clean up little cuts on my doggies' noses several times. So. And their butts. <laughs> and their butts. <laughs> From like swats. Yeah, just... Like... Yeah. We are sorry, El Elias. <laughs> we, we yes. cut men. The Gutman. <laughs> your feline overlords. <laughs> oh, man. I love how we're on track today. Go ahead. For those that don't know, a calico is a type of cat. So, oh. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. What, calico what is those, whatever, it's those motley color cats. So if they're like brown and white spotted or. Oh, bastards. Cool. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this game is super easy to learn. It's super easy to play. How it works is it's a very simple. Every turn, you're going to be drawing a tile. You're going to be placing a tile. And you move on to the next person. Every You'll play a tile for, I think, 22 rounds. Because you, you fill your entire board, which is beautiful, by the way. Because your player board is double layered. So the tiles don't move around. Nice. Which is nice. already a nice thing. Jamie Stegmaier even agreed. Well, yeah, he did it inside, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Well, he also said on his um, pod, uh, not podcast, but blog, blog that yeah. he enjoyed, that was one of the aspects that he enjoyed of, of a tile lane game is that he could put tiles in and they wouldn't move around. And I agree. The fact that this is how it came, it's great. There's so many different ways to score in this game that you can score by matching colors. 
every every set of three will earn you a button, which is three points. What's what I liked the most is the one mechanic is cats. You can score cats by having the correct pattern because cats don't actually care about colors because they're color blind. So they only care <laughs> about the pattern of the quilt that they're sitting on and not the color. Nice. And so they score various like either chains of five or you got to make a, a circle of of six to get a, a certain amount of points. The harder the pattern, the more points. Sorry, how do we know that uh, cats are colorblind? <sighs> are you certain that... Um, that <laughs> we sent a survey. Is... We sent a survey. <laughs> I, I went around to all the veterinary schools and I was like, dear cat, can you see this? And they didn't reply, so... <laughs> I mean, there are take, cats... So either they can't know. see colors or they can't read. <laughs> or they're assholes. So. <laughs> or they're assholes, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the second. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's the last one. I'm pretty sure they're just assholes. They pff, colors. I don't have time for this. Give, give me food. Give me food and warmth. But the last way to score t points in this game, which is pretty simple, is there's the patch objectives, which are going to be your starting tiles, and they're going to be on your board to start with, and they're going to be very restrictive in that they're going to tell you. You need to have a three of one pattern and three of one color to score the maximum points, and three of another pattern, three of another color to score the other set of points. And this makes it difficult because as you're planning where you're placing your tiles, you've got to keep in mind that if you don't meet those conditions, you score no points for those. Which, which isn't too bad because that comes, brings me down to one of the pros I have of the game is that there's actually no restriction to where you can place your tiles. You. If you put a bad tile somewhere down, well, you put a bad tile down, sorry. Um, so you could actually score nothing at the end of the game. If you you can bad. actually score zero <laughs> points at the end of the game just by putting tiles down in the wrong order. <laughs> That's funny. But there's no minus scoring, right? There is no negative scoring. Okay. One of the other things I enjoyed about the game, I've played it two, three times now, um, it's very quick to play. You can get a full game in with three people in under 30 minutes. It's very good for teaching beginner board gamers the whole idea behind point salad mechanics. Like, oh, this can score points and this can score points. And guess what? You can also score points over here. Sometimes that can be very confusing for new gamers. Like, what do they do? Like, oh, it's too much information overload. But a game like this where there's only three different ways but three unique different ways, it still gives them that ability to think about, oh, okay, cool, now I need to match that pattern, then I'll get three points there, but if I do it in that color, I can get another three points, which I, I quite like. What I don't like about the game is it's not very heavy-weighted. So they're like summer quilts, not like winter quilts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like There's no extra cotton in between. <laughs> This will just blow off in the summer breeze and you'll never see it again. <laughs> if you're looking for something that has a lot more strategy, there are a lot more options out there. Elias knows quite a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are like Carcassonne or Carcassonne. This, this is my favorite conversation piece. Byron says, I can't think of a better game for tiling and point scoring to mention as an alternative to Calico. Any suggestions? And then he goes, Carcassonne? 
Then I go, Isle of Sky, Voluspa, Four Gods, Patchwork, <laughs> Suburbia, Quadropolis, <laughs> King Domino. <laughs> so there's a lot more options out there. <laughs> you don't have to take it from me. Take it from Elias's list. <laughs> All of those are better options for most for gamers that have been around for a little longer. If you're new to the game, though, there's absolutely nothing wrong with picking up Calico for your for your. Swap or game. if you love cats or quilting. Or you if know? you love cats and quilts. Yeah, yeah I was going. I was going to ask that, Byron. Are you a cat person or a dog person? I'm not a cat person. I'm actually a nothing person. Don't say that about yourself. I know it's, it's really. <laughs> I, should, I should be trying to build myself up and not, not bring myself down. Uh, you are something. Got, you are something, Byron. Look in the mirror. I'm something to somebody. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're a dolphin person, and you you haven't find your. Uh, exactly. I haven't, I haven't spent your, enough time around eagles, so maybe oh I'm an eagle God. person. Eagle person. <laughs> but the thing I'm is, sure that drip my face off. But the strong, oh. the strong thing about this, uh, the strong point of this game is the cats, as Elia said. So, does this coming out when you're playing the game, or is just an excuse for the theme. Honestly, the, the cats could have been mouse and it would have had the same sort of thematic effect. But Racco- could, could they be raccoons? I think we're going off topic yeah, here again. Yeah, because people definitely keep <laughs> It doesn't those matter what kind of animal they are. <laughs> <laughs> could they be uh, could they flamingos? Be pandas? <laughs> No, because if they were pandas, that would be Takenoko, right? And there, and there wouldn't be enough of them. Oh, so. <laughs> Was that the joke no, you were building up to? <laughs> I mean, there is a game with cats, and it's a tiling game by Uwe Rosenberg, which I can't remember the name of now. But uh, you're like you're building a garden, and then like cats come and sit in your plants. So mm-hmm. yeah. Really? So, there's, also, uh, there's also Isle of Cats. The, the, I don't the know concept, what that's there's cat tower, you know, cat lady. So, yeah. What are we so if doing you like cats, right now? This isn't the game for you. <laughs> if you like quilts, though, this also probably isn't the game for you. Because I'm pretty sure Patchwork does a similar job as does that mosaic one. Azul. 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 Oh, yeah. So... So that's also okay. pretty. The game pretty. I was talking about was Spring Meadow, and oh. it definitely has little cats that come and curl up in your garden. So, yeah. But uh, Byron's review sounds to me like somebody saying, uh, "If you like cats, get a cat. If you like, <laughs> if you like board games, don't get this one." No, no, he did say. Uh, <laughs> He also said it's a good introduction to point yeah. salad. Yeah. So yeah. it sounds like uh, yeah. it's a good game for like. For Karen. people that are not listening yeah. to our podcast. Well, maybe they are. Maybe they are. You to be snob. The, no, they're not. <laughs> Jeez. No, I'm maybe they like listening, listening to things that they can't understand. Okay. <laughs> it's not their fault. They're dumb. They might be sitting. They might be sitting in the car while their core gamer friend is is talking about Twilight Imperium. <laughs> and they might. I don't know what these. I joke, about. by the way. I'm not serious. Like I'm listening to. Yeah, no. It's like I am listening to podcasts about astronomy, and that I do. So, and I don't understand. So maybe. Yeah, I, I listen to interviews with astrophysicists, and I sit there nodding like I understand what they're talking. About. <laughs> oh yes, yes, that gravity well. <laughs> ah, yes, quarks, quarks, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, guys. Well, anyway, that was great. That's, that's my review on, on Calico. Thank, Thank you, you get it. Get it if you want something easy. Don't get it if you want something harder. Ooh, you want something harder? Stuff call me at 555. 6969. We're going to have to change the parental guidance rating on our show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to change my cell phone number now. <laughs> Five five six nine six nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, speaking of games for gateway games, um, we've been playing a lot of Via Nebula, which is a game by Martin Wallace, published by Space Cowboys in 2016, with art by Vincent Joubert and uh, nailed Vin- it, or Vincent Joubert. I don't know how to say his name. Vincent Joubert. Joubert. I've played Via Nebula several times at four and three players. I've played it. And now with Dima, we've played it a bunch of times at two players. So just to tell you a little bit about the game, I'll tell you what propaganda they say and what it's actually about. So um, they say it's a story about a world that was covered in fog, hiding dangerous creatures and ancient evils. But now the fog is drifting away and people are starting to come out and clear the rest of the fog. The creatures are gone. Some ancient structures and petrified forests still stand, but they can be cleared with a little bit of effort. And the idea of the game is you're building buildings through recipe fulfillment by using natural exploitations to get resources. Then you build a path from those resources to your construction sites and build the buildings. What this game is actually about is pollution and the eventual <laughs> triumph of man and industry over mother nature. Oh, that's exactly what uh, the world was needed. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, it is Martin Wallace. He did come, he did create brass, right? So I'm just saying he has a common theme here. So, okay. So maybe it's not fog, it's smoke. No, no, there's fog. We're destroying the forest. I.e. humans are horrible. (laughs) So every turn, you basically have two actions, and you can do any of these things. You can do things like clear fog and replace it with probably man-made fumes, I imagine. I mean, that's not what you do in the game, but I imagine you're probably destroying it with carbon monoxide. Next, you can exploit nature, which is what it means to get resources, you can transport goods, probably causing more fumes through the trucking industry. and <laughs> Or you can build a building, which is definitely going to cause hella fumes because, you know, construction sites do that. I feel like you're, you're reading too much into this game. <laughs> so you're basically, you get the point. You're collecting resources, you're transporting them to buildings. The buildings are cards which have certain resources required. You fulfill the recipe on the card, you build that building. You get the points and the ability on the card. That's the whole game. Uh, Dima, would you like to jump in? Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> the the part that Elias described as um, replacing the fog with man-made fumes, we're, we're basically placing like green plane tile. Gr- green is the color of poison. Is it? <laughs> it looks like you're creating a, a beautiful sort of landscape. <laughs> I'm just saying clearing trees to, is bad for nature. To, to link like your the the tiles that have resources. Can you to the or tiles. can you not cut down the petrified forests? 
you can. Okay. I I I consider that picking picking the resources, not not tearing tearing the forest. Exactly. Down. Okay. That's yeah. what we do. We yeah, tear a, down forests to get the forest. resources. It, the forest is dead. That means Yes, but fine. there's life in the soil. <laughs> and we're clearing it so we can make clay there. So so the game um isn't doesn't look as dark as <laughs> Elias is describing it to be. <laughs> it's it's a fun game. It's short. Like I would call it a great intro game, but it's very strategic. So like at the level of Catan, sort of, but would you um, no luck? With no, less, luck. no luck, exactly. Yeah, but so, would you say that it's a fun like you are destroying the Amazon fun? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, like, the nice thing, what I really liked about this game is that the, the goal cards are laid out face up. The buildings, you mean? The buildings, yeah. And so all the resources on the cards are listed. And you cannot grab a card and then fulfill it, take your time fulfilling it. Like you're all sort of racing towards fulfilling the cards, like building your buildings and, yeah, grabbing the card that you've been working towards. Um, what I... there Like there are a few things I like about this game. Um... So one, that it's a race, kind of. And um, the scoring is actually very close. So most of the scores were in the 20s, except for Elias, where he got a score over 40. And one Ooh. decision can literally cost you the game. So like I decided I could have won on like one turn. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to win on my next turn so I can get more points. If I had ended the game on that turn, I would have won. But because I gave Elias an extra turn, he got a few more points. I think he beat me by one point that game. So it's a very, very close game. Like one, one thing that might be a negative is that if some people are AP prone, on your turn, you might sit and uh, think. Like, <laughs> like, because there's... Okay, so you there are two things you can do. Like you... There are two different tiles you can place on the board, a building tile or like a path tile to build a path from the resources to your building. And on your turn, sometimes there are so many different spaces that have resources that you might spend a lot of time thinking, where should I build my path? What's the most efficient way to bring my resources to me? Um, and that might, yeah. So that might take a bit of time and make the game a bit longer. But that's the whole strategy of the game. Um, so really being efficient and like making each turn matter. Um, so like the first time we played, I did a lot of actions that like they were. So some spaces on the board, um, they're considered. It's not just fog. What are they considered? Petrified forest. The petrified forest. To cover the petrified forest, it takes two actions. So it's it's like less efficient, let's say, to go through petrified forest to build your path. And so I stagnated a lot because of that. So it's like you learn as you go, but overall it's it's a great intro game. There's a lot of strategy to it. Um, it there's a lot of replay replayability, but one thing I would 
recommend or like to improve the game um, would be for the board to to be like modular. Yeah, like is that the word modular? Yeah, like variable. Like every time you exactly. play exactly to to be able to place all tiles on the board. So basically now. Um, the board is fixed. The only thing that moves is where the resources are. Correct. That's so the, where you so assign there is them a map. every game. There's there, a map. Yeah, there yeah. is a basic map, and there are only like defined spots on the board where you can build, and defined spots where you have those petrified forests. To be fair, the game does come with a double-sided board, yeah, which has a intro map and a complex map. All the games I played with Dima, we played on the complex side of the map, but yeah. it was always the same map. So. Like. This is a game I would keep just like for intro players. This is something I would always bring up. And I feel like if we had a modular board, that would have made it a lot more fun, at least for us people that would play it more often. But overall, I would definitely recommend this game. It's light. It's like a 30 to 40 minute game. And there's a lot of thinking into it, like involved. So, yeah. That, that's great. Dima, you touched on a lot of spots I wanted to touch on. Um, but there's only a couple more things. I really like, as you said, the game length. But I, I like that the game length and the level of interaction stays pretty stable whether you're playing it two, three, or four players. Mm -hmm. And the way that they achieve this is a two players, you have less resources on every exploitation. And each construction site can only take one construction site. At three players, you still have the less resources, but now each construction site can contain two construction sites. And at four players, you have more resources on each exploitation, and each um, each Building construction site. site can take two construction. So, so that simple thing sort of scales it very well. Having played it at four and three, I was very worried that the map would feel too wide open and too easy at two, but it does not. No. <laughs> at all. So I think they do a very good job achieving this. Another thing, Dima touched on this, which is the publicly available buildings. The fact that you can draw them into your hand. A very important thing in this game is anything that you deliver to buildings that you don't use to build that building is negative points. So you store them as negative points. So if I'm working towards a specific building and I'm 90% of the way there, but then Dima builds it, now I'm going to maybe change, pivot, turn it into another building, but I'm going to have excess um, resources. So maybe I had two excess resources because I had a pig and a wheat there that I didn't need. But So now I built a four-point building, but I'm also getting minus two points with it. So that part of the game is really cool because you have to be it's a dangerous game trying to build the publicly available buildings. Yeah. But you can't build only the private ones because you only get two for the entire game and you want to get five buildings out. So um, there's that aspect of the game is you got to remember anything excess, any form of inefficiency is negative points. Mm -hmm. I, overall, I think it's a great introductory game, as Dima said. Um, it's a little more complex than Ticket to Ride, but I don't see anybody having trouble playing this game. So if I could choose, I would pick this game over Ticket to Ride any day of the week. Um, the game is about efficiency and also deciding how many buildings and tasks to take on simultaneously. So yes, you can plan the most efficient route 
to finishing one building. But if the other player has already grabbed three construction sites and taken all the best spots that are the closest to all the natural exploitations, well, it might have been better for you to be a little less efficient and grab those spots early on and just leave them. Because once you grab a spot, that's your spot. No one else can grab it. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing, Ipo, I think you'll find this, because it is a Martin Wallace game. It's a train game, 100%. <laughs> it's Pick just... Ma- deliver. No, it's a train game. It's Age of Steam. It's Age oh. of Steam Extra Extra Light Edition, right? So it's masquerading under friendlier clothes, so people like Byron will play it because it doesn't have a train <laughs> thing. It doesn't right? have trains, and it looks nice. And it looks pretty, exactly. But it is Age of Steam. There's no shares and all that, but the game is about route building. So, you know, in Age of Steam, you're placing your little trains along a track that you can deliver. It's the same thing here. That's just where you're clearing the fog. And you are picking spots to produce certain resources the same way that in Age of Steam or something like Irish Gage, certain towns are producing certain resources, which you can then deliver to other places. And it, but but what they use they use the recipe fulfillment cards as a way to score points in a simple manner instead of making the complicated version of that six step process which is Age of Steam. So at its core, it's root building the same way that Age of Steam is root building, pick up and deliver, and exploitation of resources in var- in variable areas on the board. So that being said, because it is a train game it would greatly benefit from different maps, just like Age of Steam. Like, if this game came with a pack of five maps that I could buy, I it would get to the table a lot more, which yeah. is my next point. Whilst this game will stay in my collection, because like I said, if, if I have a beginner, I'm going to pull this out over something like Ticket to Ride 10 out of 10 times. But for more experienced players, as Dima said, it doesn't hold your interest on repeated plays. On the last podcast, on the last episode, we reduced, we produced high tre- we reviewed high treason, and even after the podcast, him and I were like, "Oh, when are we going to get this back on the table?" And we kept talking about the game. With this one, I don't think we're going to play just me and her anytime soon. Maybe in the future, but over Christmas, my nephew's coming, and and maybe if I can get him and his mom or dad to play the game, this might be a good game to pull out. Or one of Dima's friends. Her husband loves board games, but she doesn't like complicated rule sets. This would be a good game to pull out. It's a little more complicated than something like Takinoko, but easy enough for first-time players to grasp. And the one thing that I really didn't like in the game is some of the buildings, the effects are take that. So, for example, Dima built a building that said, pick up uh, a a, a cleared (laughs) field space from one place on the board and put it somewhere else. So she picked up the one I had just spent two actions doing on the last turn. You know what I mean? Like that, that I could do without. And, and that's my negative point. So that would you like needs... some tequila for that salt? <laughs> There's a little bit of take that, that I don't like. Um, but I have to it, say, Dima didn't mention this as a negative point. No, it was harmless. <laughs> it wasn't harmless. It was only really harmless because I won. But it, it lost. Anyway. So two turns. So is that it's the lack of variability and the fact that because of the lack of variability, it doesn't quite hold the interest of more experienced players. 
but it's a solid intro game. And I think Martin Wallace did a very good job designing this game. It's elegant. It's beautiful. It hides the fact that it's a train game. But if I played it with Ippo, he would definitely see the Age of Steam blueprint in this game. So what you're saying is, if you like train games, don't buy this game. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you want to get people who don't like train games to slowly get to like train games without realizing they're liking train games, uh, yeah. this is a good starting point. <laughs> you're not going to catch me. <laughs> Byron just took it off his to play list. <laughs> yeah, it's straight away off that list. <laughs> so if you like to manipulate people uh, yeah. into, into training games. Oh, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, so that was Via Nebula. And uh, yeah, check it out. Again, This it's rare for us to, to review two gateway games or intro games on the same episode, but I think they're both good to know and... and and if you're considering one or the other, I think it kind of relies on more where your interests are. So tile laying and cats, Calico. Um, if you're interested in something more like root building and pick up and deliver, um, definitely go with Via Nebula. Speaking nice. of train games, <laughs> I heard you had an experience with the train, but it wasn't a good one. I heard it was a train wreck. <laughs> Speaking, I, I, w- I was going to say, speaking of exploitation of our planet, <laughs> <laughs> we managed to play this week uh, 2018 version of the industrial economy game that I love, and it is Brank Lancashire. And the version, the new you version. Brank Lancashire? Sorry, yeah, Brass Brank? Lancashire. <laughs> Brass Lancashire, okay, which is a game from Martin Wallace, a game from 2007. And he made a new version in 2018, the Brass Birmingham. It wasn't so him. Had, it, it's him with another two guys that nobody ever mentions. No, it's the guys from Roxley Games. <gasps> okay. It's, it's, um, so basically, they got the rights to Brass, and they, they called the original one Lancashire. But Gavin Brown, who's, again, the, I think the owner of... Um, uh, what's it called? Roxley Games. They created a, a, a different version, an updated version. They called it, and that became Brass Birmingham. So, yeah. Oh, so- board game gossip. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just want you to uh, to understand how how was the setup for this game. First of all, I, I want to say that we played this on a table, so that uh, made all four of us playing a game on a table this uh, last week. Which is amazing. <laughs> I think it, Wait, what do you usually play your games on? Online. On, on, on a conference. Oh, on, 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 okay. Dima, me and you are the only one that play the game. Games oh, yeah, in real yeah, life. okay. I was, going to say, I was going to say on a line instead of on a table. It, it must, be, must be a Greek thing to play on like the floor of the carpets. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on, in a tent. On the, on the back of my children. <laughs> so after 10 months... I managed to find another two friends of, of us. And willing we willing both, to brave the COVID. Exactly. <laughs> and we wear our masks and we go to this beautiful place, uh, area of Doha, which is Medina Centrale. And we find this uh, cozy cafe with this amazing uh, fake fireplace <laughs> <laughs> and a large wooden table. He's really and, selling it. 
and the people there are uh, giving me hot mocha coffee, which is my favorite, and it's so nice. And then and you pay we, them for it. <laughs> and, yeah, of course. And we place on the table Brass Birmingham, and we're so happy. And we are even more happy because all three of us had watched the how-to-play video from Rodney Smith of this game. So wow. all three of us know, know how to play the game. So and was we, it Rodney Smith or Rodri? Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Just, just checking. Is there a Rodri Smith? <laughs> You're such a jerk, Byron. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole week on 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 our WhatsApp group. It was like, guys, I watched the video by Rodri. <laughs> oh, that's why. You're... <laughs> that's why you say. I did say that. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought he was talking about Rado. <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm too scared to ask. Okay, this, this is so easy to explain. I'm playing fantasy football game, and I have the defensive midfielder, midfielder from Manchester City, whose name is Rodri. And Rodri did nothing to give me some points this week, but this is totally out of subject. Because Rodney Smith, he did everything to teach me the game. And I failed him. And... Uh, but even with Rodney, we start the game. We're so happy playing the game. Uh, in we we reach the middle of the game, and all of us we have like two or three loans already. And since it's the middle of the game, we get some income. Uh, imagine that each loan gives you thirty pounds, and the income was my income was like. Two pounds and uh, AK's income was uh, eight pounds. So I realized that I need another loan. I mean, it's half of the game and my only income was two pounds. And I have already spent <laughs> 90 pounds in loans. <laughs> Whoa. And, and I was How thinking, do you okay, pay that off? Okay. There's something wrong, I'm thinking here now. And, of course, we realized that, I checked the, the rules, and we need to get income every turn, not, in, not every phase. <laughs> oh, my uh, so, you, so you've got to take that advice that Chris has given you and apply it to your student loan, and it should be fine. Get income every turn, and you can pay your loan. Uh, the good thing was that since I had one more loan than the other players, I won the game. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count asterisk. asterisk. Why you don't get negative game. negative points for loans? Uh, actually, the, loans? Lo the loans, the loans, the uh, loans reduce your income. But since we're not getting any, oh. there was no. There was oh. no difference. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just kept big taking asterisk, loans. <laughs> big so, asterisk. So AK's income should have been eight pounds per round. And mine should have been two. But it was zero for both of us because we only took <laughs> income once in the whole game. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, it's, so it's a classic Ipo winning strategy. I, I, we, they, they texted no. us after, the, after they no. played. And we're like, how did it go? And every, all three of them at the same time were like, it was a disaster. We forgot how to board game. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the photo that they sent afterwards, they all look yeah. so dejected. They look so miserable. Like I genuinely was like, my response to that was, guys, we're gonna do a uh, 
post-COVID board game camp. Everyone fly to Toronto. I'll teach you again how to board game and then you can go your separate way. Because <laughs> they're literally like, we forgot how to play board games. Like, I don't know. But um, it's just so funny because after that, I was talking to Dima and I was like, I've made, I've made definitely a ton of mistakes teaching games, but I was trying to think of one that was like <laughs> that funny or fucked up or hilarious. I mean, the biggest one I could think of was when we played Panamax and I didn't uh, say that there was a limit of three bucks per turn where Ipo could, uh, where we could get from uh, passing Pass. military ships. Yeah. And Ipo realized, oh, I could just pass 17 military ships and all that money goes to me instead of my company. And it sort of broke the game, but that's not really funny the way that their complete breakdown of Brash Birmingham was. And so I was talking to Dima and then we realized that the funniest- I have many stories. No, the funniest <laughs> one came this one night that we had like 10 or 12 people coming over. And in the last minute, my company called and said our CEO had flown in and we all had to go to dinner with them. So like at 6 p.m. we start giving night at 7. I was like, I got to go. And so I like put on my suit and everything and I go. And Dima's like, don't worry. Yeah, he was like, are you sure you can do this? I got do you want to cancel? I'm like, no, no, I, I can do this. one group how to play Caverna and one group how to play Game of Thrones. Because those were the two games I had played recently. I was I was like, respect, confident. dog, respect. So I went, I had a wonderful dinner. I came back home. Oh, my god! And I just walk into... <laughs> An absolute shit show, which I'll I'll pass on to the others to talk about. <laughs> so I think so. I taught Caverna, but Ipo was actually part of the Caverna game, and it was a, a a seven player game. Like it was a really long game. They spent the whole night playing. I think all and, of them were first time players. And by the well, time yeah. Elias got there, he saw like piles of animals in their <laughs> farms and he was like what's going on here how do you guys have so many animals literal piles like. <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't empty out the supply and it turns out i didn't explain that there's a cap so if you have two or more of a specific type of animal you create one baby so it's uh, not one new baby two. per pair yeah they thought for every two exactly. people had people had like 12 horses <laughs> or whatever animal and we're making six cows yeah. i was like okay. what is going on Damn, that's it, it was not it was not people it was me <laughs> <laughs> i no, had no, found that we... strategy because i always <laughs> find the weak point of the <laughs> Uh, and he decided room. not to check the rules. <laughs> exactly. So, so on the side, I literally come back home like in a suit. I, I I walk over. I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? And I look at their board, and there was you, and there was that uh, German girl. Remember the German girl yeah. with her Dutch husband? Yeah. I can't remember their names. They were playing, and she had like eighteen cows. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nah, something's wrong here. <laughs> Anyway, they had a good time, relatively. <laughs> so it, it was also the last time Vasilis came to a game night. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to say that intuitively, every two cows give birth to one baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only one couple of cows give birth in this Uwe Rosenbergian this is not true. dystopian this is not true. farm universe. <laughs> This is not true because because 
the to maximize profits in a dairy farm, you want more and more cows that can produce milk. So you want several females for every bull that you have. So you're going to have, if you have six cows, you probably have five females and one bull. This is so. sexist, Elias. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it works into your dystopian theory, so... <laughs> So, so that was on one side of the so, table. So, so, so beside this uh, game of Caverna where they had piles of animals, <laughs> uh, Byron and I and Jason, another friend of ours, were playing Game of Thrones. And we had all played Game of Thrones before. So we were like, no need for explanations. We can just start. And, I just um, need to paint a picture. It was a disaster. Because I'm gone for like three hours. <laughs> and I come home and I look on their board. And each of them only has three units on the board. <laughs> <laughs> After three hours playing Game of Thrones, all three of them yeah. just have three units each. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> so apparently... Um, we forgot to muster. <laughs> and forgot we forgot just... or Dima forgot to tell us. <laughs> you guys had all played the game before, okay? <laughs> I just want to point that out. I, I said I could refresh our memories. But um, yeah, so so we just, we didn't understand why, like we couldn't expand. Like we just had to move our pieces to different areas on the board, but we couldn't expand our territories and take in, take control of more castles and I just structures. I can't think of a worse group of three people to try to figure out a game's rules because <laughs> you have Dima that never properly learns a game ever I think the She's only never, full rule never, book I've read is ne- Ticket to Ride and it was four <laughs> pages long with you, a lot of you have Byron who when he teaches a game he teaches you like 30% of the rules to get started <laughs> and then later on just throws in more rules. And you've got yeah, Jason who the whole time you're teaching the rules, he goes, okay, yalla, let's start. Yeah. <laughs> but both of them, like both of them are like super fast players, like fast paced, not AP prone. So we're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. We'll just, we'll just do it. Like learn as I we go. I just think it's hilarious. Like what could <laughs> you do with three units? It wasn't a bad, bad experience, but it could have been better. <laughs> yeah we couldn't reach each other like, we, still, we still had fun there was, there was zero player interaction we're just making jokes i, I and, just remembered uh, yeah. another story in uh, alias's birthday me hamad and ricardo were playing uh, imperial oh yeah, I remember oh, yeah. And, and ricardo uh, says i'll teach you the game <laughs> yes and he says yeah i know the game i'll teach you the game and he starts reading the rule book <laughs> which shows to somebody that uh, maybe yeah, you don't he doesn't know really know the game. Know the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we start playing, and oh, every time I you have you income, every time you have income, you should uh, move your uh, token in the bottom uh, of the board or something. And we are taking instead of adding the income every time, we're just recounting how much is it. And so instead of doing one plus two plus three, we're doing one plus one plus one. So every round, we're just adding one instead of adding two, three, four, five. The problem with this game is that this is uh, this uh, token shows you when the game ends. So we have played like two hours and we're still have played like 15% of the game. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying to Ricardo after two hours, man, we're playing something wrong here. 
<laughs> there's no way. There's no way. We have like six more or eight more hours to play. And Ricardo said, no, 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 I know the game. We're playing it right. <laughs> he definitely and... didn't mumble it, though. It, it was more like, no way. I know the game, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is how it goes. <laughs> and on top of that, it was like, you know, three o'clock in the morning or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a 24-hour session. I will say, though, there was one recent experience in the last TTS con that we did before we left Qatar. Basil took it upon himself to read the rule book of Race to the Rhine and teach it. So it was me, <laughs> Basil, and Hamad. And Basil taught us the game. And look, I haven't read the rule book. <laughs> I am 100% sure he made up his own game. Like, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think... This is the game. It just cannot be the game. Like, I'm pretty Basil, sure. Basil, even I've kept today, the game because could... I'm sure it's wrong. Basil, even today, he claims he taught the game correctly. It's wrong. It cannot. It cannot. Be. I, I, it's, I'm, he made his own game up. There's no way. <laughs> like the guy in Essen, remember? What was the game we played in Essen? Uh, and you bought that game. The guy that taught us the game in Essen. Oh, the uh, States? Yeah, the States. Completely wrong, the, yeah. The guy made his own rules. <laughs> oh, I, love that, I love that guy. And he was so happy. Dude, yeah, he was stoned yeah, AF. He <laughs> was completely stoned. <laughs> and, he was so, and then he gave us all little packs of green meeples. Remember that? Yeah. I still have that. Oh, man. That guy was amazing. And we were still happy in the end. <laughs> we had, yeah, we were happy because it was the first place we managed to sit. On that first day, and our legs were like... That's, that's true. <laughs> Is that why you bought the game as a thank you? <laughs> that was It was on my list, to be fair. But, okay. yeah. Because it's, it's, it's it was nice the first game. English print. It used to be called Neue Heimat. And that was the first English printing of the game. So, it was nice. But, yeah. We definitely had a lot of train wreck tabletop session experiences. I, I have to say, even though that Game of Thrones experience yeah, was... Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> the next game I played with Dima was Kanban, and she came prepared. With a notebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, I made my <laughs> own notes. That notebook that she brought was thicker than the rule book. <laughs> Every time I tell Dima, let's play Kanban, she's like, hold on. And she goes and pulls out that notebook. I don't know where she stores it. <laughs> I still remember that Elias was telling me that Kanban is a very difficult game to teach. And I was thinking, okay, how, how difficult could it be? And then Dima comes with her notebook. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh my God, she has notes on the game. What the fuck? Like, is it this? was one of the few games Elias asked me to go through the rule book with him and play the game like as we're reading the rule book set up together because he just like it was it was too back and forth. Like it wasn't very clear. And that's why I made my own notes. Let me tell you something, guys. I'm I'm very dyslexic but on top of that i have trouble with like spatial understanding but when i'm reading a rule book i visualize everything that's why i love audiobooks and podcasts because when i hear things i visualize them and i compartmentalize them that's how i think but because the way kanban is there's no clear place to start teaching 
because yeah. everything feeds into another thing. Yeah. And it's every very single simple. area has its own mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, kind of related to the other where mechanic. Do you but start it's teaching the, exactly. Where do you start <laughs> teaching this game? If you start teaching Kanban and somebody asks you, how do we win? You're like, I, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You score. We'll get to that when my brain reaches that point. Because right now I, I mean, cannot I even barely understand that you, you, make, you make cars and then you race them. And that's... Exactly. So Dima writing in that notebook really helped to visualize everything. So uh, respect. But uh, yeah, so those are just some of our train wreck gaming experiences. We just thought it'd be a nice thing to talk about since that we are tabletop sessions. And Ippo recently had a train wreck of a tabletop session. <laughs> so um, thank you guys for that. Those are amazing stories. But now, speaking of train wrecks, it's time for the gay show of the week, baby. Bro. Je ne comprends pas quel jeu So you have to speak to me in Esperanto Okay guys, welcome to our season finale game show of the week with a little help from Esperanto <laughs> The game rules are I picked seven games that I then translated a bunch of times on Google Translate and back to English. So I'll tell you what came out of this whole shebang. And then the first one that guesses what the game actually was will get a point. Question. Yes. The original game was board game subtitles. Yeah, I Is this game it. titles? Okay, yeah. titles. All right, cool. Okay, so it's board game titles. I'm ready. Okay, guys, if you guys take too long, I'm, I'm giving you like a minute per game. Not happening. If it takes Not too happening. long. Not happening. I just will guess it in three no, seconds. No, no. Give us, give us two to three minutes. Okay. Oh, I, man. This is a luck game. If I, if I feel like you guys are like not getting the hint, I'll, I'll start telling you like hot, cold. Okay? Warm. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll give you hints. Okay. So the first game is Night... Battle. Mage Knight. No. No. Uh, Summoner Wars. No. Um, Knight. Wait. Knight K or N? Uh, N. Okay. Morning Knight. <laughs> uh, you said I was not gonna let it last a minute. Right? Oh, oh, wow. Um, uh nah, okay hint no 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 we got this uh, what, what okay what was it please say again night night battle battle night battle Something more. shadow fight <laughs> that's, that's not the name of the game but Shadows elias is warm Camelot. no good one uh, yeah I'm, I'm warm Okay. What did you say? What did you Something say? about war. I, did, I said, I think battle turns into war. Fog of war. No, no. He said something no, about war and I said warm. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So not war, exactly. Correct. Uh, but not fight. So... Memoir 44. 
Warm. Feels warmer. <laughs> warmer. <laughs> Segigahara. <laughs> warmer. Um, <laughs> Twilight struggle. Yes! Oh! Ah! Fuck my ear. Oh. Epo! <sighs> Sorry, I'm so happy. I was. I, I didn't think you guys were going to get it. Fuck my fucking ear off. Ah. <laughs> okay, so far, Ipo's in the lead with one point. Well, we might as well <laughs> what end, the this, happening? We might as well end this season with a shock. <laughs> in the lead. I'm in the lead, baby. Okay, next He's one. been waiting all season for this. <laughs> this is his big redemption story. We're going to make an anime one on StorySmith about Ipo. <laughs> He's going to come back and win three back-to-back -back NBAs. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Second game. Speaks. Password. Code, code, code names. <laughs> Good job, Elias. It's code names? Yeah, it's code names. All right. Okay. Elias <laughs> and Ipo are tied with one point each. So we have okay. the same points. I see he found that easy thing and <laughs> 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 I found it last like, time. We have the same took him point. three seconds and All it right. took you three minutes. Like, okay. 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 Third Dima. game. Save the flashlight. <laughs> what the fuck? Kids and rush. <laughs> no, cool. Flashpoint. <laughs> Not alone. Yeah. Flashpoint. Flashpoint? What, what's the whole name? Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I didn't say Flashpoint because I was thinking Flash shouldn't be in the. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like Rescue, they save, and then Flashpoint was translated to Flashlight. <laughs> okay. Game number four. Lots of legs. <laughs> A few acres of snow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Cockroach poker. No. Good idea. Lots of legs. Lots of legs. Spider-Man. Millennium blades. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cold. Oh. Think of like <clears throat> anatomy more. They're talking about like spiders? Lo lots of legs. No. It's not hanging on. It's no. hanging on. No. Mm, lots of legs. Lots of legs anatomy. These are all games you know you're familiar with. like. So you say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ooh, wait. No, I was thinking feet, like thousand oh, yeah. feet or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but you said think anatomy. Yeah, that, that threw me off. Uh, okay, but hint. Like, yeah, I would like, like a hint. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of a hint. Uh, okay, the lots of part is actually like translated pretty directly, like too many bones. Yes! Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. good job, Byron. Good hint. Whoa, how'd you get that? Okay, so, so far. It must have been your hint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one. Wait, what's the score? 
Elias is in the lead with two points, and Byron and Eport in second with one point each. All right. Okay. We can do this, Byron. We got to keep the shutout real. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Are you ready for the next one? Great minds and exchanges. It's not Trickarian. No. Tigris and Euphrates. No. Through the ages. No. Great minds and exchanges. Yeah. This one I I remember I translated I translated it through Chinese. No. Great minds and exchanges. Thurnes and taxis? No. Sherlock Holmes consulting detective. We mention it every episode. No. It's okay, a hint, ready? It's a party game. Wits and wagers. Yes! Oh Ipo! Tying with two points. (laughs) Tying I don't like this. (laughs) This game's close. It's close, guys. Okay. This one I thought was hilarious. Okay. Congratulations, dinner for God. (laughs) For God. For God. Congratulations, dinner for God. For God. Peace for Odin. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, Elias is back in the lead with three points. Okay, we have two more to go. Huh? Three plus two plus one is six. You said there was one more to go. Yeah, there's one more to go. I just put a third. I put an eighth one in case there was a tie. Oh, man, you suck. Two more to go. If if, if he was in the lead, you would have said, oh, we're done. (laughs) Okay, this one. This one is hilarious. Okay, ready? Energy, scalar, value, matrix. (laughs) I'll give you a few seconds, then I'll give you a hint. No, I want you to say that again. Sorry, please. Energy, scalar. Value matrix. <laughs> Power grid. <laughs> yeah, it's an energy scalar value matrix. Close enough. Like. <laughs> a grid is a matrix, right? Well deserved, Elias. <laughs> yeah, so Elias wins with four points. Ipo in second with two points and Byro. 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 I don't know what hurts me more, becoming lost or, or my name getting said wrong. I think they're related. <laughs> I think, I think they, they the lower you fall, the lower you fall in I'm her so estimation. Sorry about that, Byro. Or she's so used to saying Ipo in last, so she said yeah. Byro. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Ipo. In first place, Elias, second place, Ipon. Yeah. <laughs> when you're so losing, pe- people forget you, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. This is why we're having a break, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that was the season finale's game show of the week with a little help from Esperante. Esperante. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who Esperanto is or what Esperanto he is. Esperanto is a language. Oh, yeah. Esperanto, the language. Oh, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> the whole joke is that it's an oh, international goodness. language that's created from multiple languages, namely 
English, German, uh, I think uh, Russian, Italian. So like Esperanto being mm. a combination of languages. Right. That's why I named it. With that's a why from obviously Esperanto. I didn't name the game. <laughs> right. That, that makes a lot more sense. It does, actually. I thought Esperanto was someone you studied with. It was like your roommate or something. And you're just honoring it. Remind, it reminds me of the, the joke uh, that's been going around like Ghanaian groups recently. It's a video. Somebody says, what is a gynecologist? And the guy says, a gynecologist is someone who studies Ghana and the people that go to colleges. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good, actually. <laughs> that guy breaks down the words real well. So yeah. he would definitely win at um, with a little help from Esperanto. So, yeah. All right, guys. Um, I mean, I don't even want to play. I know you guys can hear what's happening right now. It's 33 episodes in. You know this uh, is nah, I, I double glazed my windows so that I wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> you feel it in your tailbone. You're shaking. You're jumping up and down. You hear the sound of plates crashing. The smell of tzatziki in the air. And you're ready. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's business time. <laughs> it's business time. It's time for the Hippocratic Corner! Yes, finally! Yo, yo, yo! Oh, Ipo, did we did we tell you that it turns out we don't like Spanakopita? Spanakopita. <laughs> Spanakopita. Turns out... Yeah, it has way more spinach than we expected. Yeah, it would be way better if it had way more, more cheese. cheese. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah everything's then, better with more cheese. Then it would have been a cheese pie. <laughs> Not you know, a you know what's really pie. good with, with cheese? I mean, calzones. <laughs> but to be perfectly honest, like my grandma was doing it with uh, half spinach, half cheese. So See, your grandma yeah. knows what's I up. I give you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she knows what's up. Yeah. yeah. I like your grandma already. What's up, grandma? No, stop you, love. <laughs> Shout out to my grandma up there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, well, you should always end this on a sad note. So uh, and the no, time I mean, the time's not Dima's top three. <laughs> no, I mean if there is somebody from my family that listens to this podcast, it's my grandma probably. <laughs> M- most chances that my grandma is listening to anybody else. <laughs> my top three this week is really sad <laughs> how is it possible to be sad it's the time of the year that we're making tzatziki with cinnamon and uh, <laughs> I just vomited in my mouth <laughs> I was just trying to say that it's Christmas time and so Christmas is everywhere so yeah. maybe yeah, you don't mix cucumber garlic and cinnamon you, of course you don't but it, it's, a, it's, it's a figure of speech Mm, uh, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It's not a vigorous speech. <laughs> uh, it, it is since you're not you're not gonna find any tzatziki with cinnamon. So <laughs> that's not a figure of speech. That's some shit you made up. <laughs> <laughs> so as you all expected, this is the time of the year that you should give to our listeners uh, a top your top three games to play over the Christmas holidays because everybody now is with their families. Oh shit! Uh, 
when you oh, said that- when you said it was the obvious top three, I thought you meant uh, top three games to do while filing your taxes. But- <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what I did <laughs> because this I've is the time uh, of the year that Hanson yeah. clever. <laughs> Gunshot clever. <laughs> Leaving Earth. Just anything yeah. to help me with my math. <laughs> D&D. Okay. I want to start this time. I want to start with Elias. I want Elias Why? to tell us. Uh, because I think you're going to put us in the right uh, cl- <laughs> okay. climate. I mean, the, the, you're going to find the, the fine tuning of the. Yeah, you really picked three. the wrong week to do that. Okay. So. <laughs> Because I want you to explain first how how is it going to be the vacation and why you're picking these top three games. When Ipo picked top three games to play over the Christmas holidays, we all immediately told him that was a terrible choice for top three. He lacked imagination and that we were ashamed to be his friend. However, Byron then followed it up with like seven brilliant top threes, which makes me think that we should permanently change this into the Africatic <laughs> corner. However, <laughs> we're still stuck with the Hippocratic corner on season one. And Ipo then said, no, the point of the top three is for you to make your own criteria, which you think you would have told us 33 episodes <laughs> ago. But he didn't. What, what, what he, he said was, the main point behind my top three is for you guys to describe what you're trying to accomplish with the games you picked. I said, no, no, it isn't. And he goes, it is now. <laughs> so at the end of season one, I finally realized we're supposed to create our own criteria. So which on the bright side, Byron's been doing all the time just to piss people off. So and Christmas, again this, this time. Christmas is about spending time with family. But my family doesn't like playing board games. <laughs> so my criteria is the following has to have an easy rules overhead and it must be playable when you're shit face drunk oh. and it must encourage shit talking because the one thing my family likes doing is rubbing it in your face when they're winning. <laughs> I love your family. <laughs> because what's the point of playing a game over Christmas when you're drunk if you can't shit talk when you're winning? So I'm not going to basically... You can pick whatever game you want in these categories. I've picked games, but I will give you other ideas in that category because you might not like the same things we do. Um, My family loves word games and the word game of choice for us. And it's got a very simple rule set, very easy to play. It's a game that was super unpopular and it's super, you can get it for super cheap at most like bargain bins. It's called Nitwit, Nit spelled K-N-I-T. And it's a game where you're creating these threads, loops of threads, and each thread is a particular attribute. And then where the threads overlap, let's say a thread that says uh, stinky, a thread that says fast, and a thread that says fragile overlap. And in that area, you have to come up with something that is stinky, fast, and fragile. So you might say, cheese in the back of a pickup truck. You know what I mean? So something (laughs) like that. And then... You're going to argue about it for like three, like 10 minutes, because if somebody says, she's in the back of a pickup truck and you're like, I call he's a nitwit. That's not fragile. Then you start arguing yeah, like for real truck is not about fragile. whether the cheese in the back of a pickup truck is fragile <laughs> or not. That's so, amazing. 
So we definitely like it, and it gets better the more you drink. So as the wine bottle gets emptier and emptier, the game gets better and better. Um, I love that. If you want something that makes you think a bit harder, Wordsy is a good game. We played it, Dima and I, and Mo and Erica played it at Origins a few years ago. Um, it makes you think a little bit harder, but it is timed, so there's more pressure. And if you want something slower where you can take your time that's more traditional, but that's not Scrabble, I can recommend Paperback. In my experience, it's too slow for us, uh, for what it experienced. It was getting really frustrating waiting 15 minutes for someone to come up with a word. So um, so the Nitwit, a word game, is my number three. My number two is Teach You. Because Ooh. everyone in my family knows how to play trick-taking games. It's just a little bit more to play Teach You. We've played Teach You with them before. And to tell you what happened, this is what I learned when I play Teach You with my family. I learned that the only thing better than talking trash alone is talking trash with someone else towards the other half of the family. So <laughs> Teach You works really well for that because it's a partnership game. And it, if you know a trick-taking game, it's not a lot of rules. And you can play it for three, four hours over the night and drink and drink and drink. And it's like, you're fine. You're not going to get any worse. You're already terrible at the game. So <laughs> yeah. Um, if your family likes a little bit more rules overhead, I would suggest Illimat or Sponsio. I actually don't think either of them are as good as Tichu, but they're both excellent games. I have Sponsio and Tichu. I'd, I really need to pick up Illimat, but it is more complicated. So if all you have with you is a deck of cards, some tokens, and some drunk Spaniards, I suggest Moose. You remember oh, Moose? Oh, yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> Byron, you remember Moose? Is that, uh, I don't remember how bad that was. But... Envido, Envido. <laughs> Diego teaching the game. He goes, hey, what you do? You play, you say Envido, and then you just put like this. Yes, okay, you won. Why? <laughs> Why did I win? <laughs> it happened so fast. I <laughs> we played, I and played, I played the game, fast. I played the game twice. I've won twice against Diego both times. And I don't know the rules of the game, like even a little bit. So <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I love Moose. It's a great game. Or if you're a nice family who doesn't like to talk shit, you can play The Crew. It's a great co-op um, game and you can play it all night. And it's a really easy trick-taking game. So my recommendation for that trick-taking thing is Teach You. And number one, you're only gonna get this if you know my family. Because in my family, this game is the core of bragging rights. This game is what it means to be the smartest person in the family. The <laughs> title which I currently hold precariously because I won the last game of Trivial Pursuit. We love Trivial Pursuit <laughs> in my family. And we compete incredibly aggressively while playing Trivial Pursuit. So I know it's not everyone's jam. I like Trivial Pursuit if, because I like the questions. I, obviously, the game sucks, but the questions are really good. If you don't know trivia, play Wits and Wagers. It's also good if you have a large group. And if you don't want to be on your own because you feel insecure about answering questions, check out Mr. Lister's Quiz Shootout. You're in teams and you're each question is you have to list as many things as meet that criteria as possible. So that's a really good one as well to play if you have a larger family or you don't want to play by yourself. But for us and my family, it's hardcore, trivial pursuit, genus edition, 
on the table, bragging rights for the year. It's happening in a week or two, and I'm going to take that crown again. It's going to happen. <laughs> Man. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I, I, can, can, I, can I join via... Via online and, and watch, yeah, watch like a spectator, like I'm no, watching no, Twitch. No, you, 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 no, you, you gotta play. play. You're in, you play. Oh, I gotta play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Play for <laughs> secrets. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have free seats at this table. It's paid to play. You know what I'm saying? If you're there, you're part of the game. We don't fuck around. Last year, we played the Star Wars edition of, of, uh, of Trivial Pursuit because my family, while they were visiting my nephew, With him, they watched all the Star Wars movies, all of them. And they had just watched them all in like three weeks. They came back and they were like, we're ready. And so no, we played my father, my mother, and Dima against me. It was fucking murder. I destroyed them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have fucking Star Wars vehicles tattooed on my body homie <laughs> like is, you, you ain't gonna it get out, it by watching the series one it time turns out through. we don't pay yeah. attention that much when we watch <laughs> we i've read remember. almost all the new books and all the new comics that's right like, I'm, that's i'm right. ready for star wars trivia oh man me and you should play it that would be a good game me yeah that'll season. be a pretty good competition uh, yeah yeah i all remember right. 20 or 30 years ago trivial pursuit was a big thing And I was playing with my friends and uh, it was uh, going, you know, really nasty in the end. And I still remember one time we were playing partners and we were playing the last question and we we're about to win. And the question is, uh, how many times uh, the sun is bigger than Earth? And the motherfuckers that are doing the, <laughs> are doing the question, they're saying, we need this exactly What do you mean how many times? It's always bigger than the... Oh, how, how many, many times many bigger? Times bigger. Okay. bigger. Yeah, like 20 times. Or... Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, we, we're fucked. And my partner says, 104. <laughs> <laughs> And we won! What? Oh my God. That's so good. Oh, <laughs> I still remember that. I still remember. I mean... Everybody was down. Uh, Yo, so I'm telling you, in my house, we don't, we don't mess around with Trivial off. Pursuit. Yeah. Great stories like, with Trivial Pursuit. Like, genuinely, I know as, as a person who owns, like, you know, has owned 300 plus games and, uh, and played thousands, it sounds crazy, but I would like a shelf, a, a, a one Kallax shelf mm -hmm. of all the different Trivial Pursuit games I can buy. Like, I want to get the Harry Potter one. I, I, the only Lord of the Rings one is some DVD version, which I don't want. But I want a Lord of the... Not a Lord of the Rings. A Middle Earth Trivial Pursuit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Yeah, I want to say that uh, we like quiz games. Yeah, we like quiz games. Until now, the best questions are Trivial Pursuit. Like, Yes, exactly. But the mechanism is not good. Exactly. Definitely the best game is Wits and Wagers. Like... I love it so much that I will play it 10 times in a row being the host instead of playing the game. Like I will just read <laughs> questions and manage everybody's tokens. Like I adore it, but the questions are just not as nice. Like we just, we just don't know how many feet exactly um, the 18th floor of the Sears tower is like, but nobody, that's the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's meant to be like that, but I don't get yeah. satisfaction from that. I get more yeah. satisfaction because I got the big Vegas play mat and I can move stuff around on it, the chips and the, but 
questions-wise, Trivial Pursuit is for me still the best trivia game. I've ever. You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's my list. Number three, Nitwit. Thank you Number very two, much. Number two, Tichu. Number one, Trivial Pursuit. This was amazing. This is, see, guys, this is Christmas. I mean, I, I already feel Christmas. Byron, tell us about Christmas in South Africa. So Christmas in South Africa is weird. It's hot. Some, <laughs> some years it's either very hot and you're like, cool, we'll have a braai and we'll chill by the pool. Other Christmases, it's like, you better bring your jacket because it's raining and cold. <laughs> and you never know until the day. So if you're planning a hot lunch. They don't have weather uh, forecasting in South Africa. No, no. December time, <laughs> the weather is very erratic. So that, well, that's just my experience. Like Ippo said, I had to make my own list. And I had to make my own conditions to my own list. Now, key is the conditions. That begins with a C. Christmas also begins with a C. Can you see where this is going? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Unfortunately, so top, I do. <laughs> my top four all begin with the letter C. <laughs> In fact, it's actually a to- it's just become a top five because the word the doesn't count. <laughs> So in, in number four and five are Coliseum and the crew. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. The reason why the crew didn't make my top three list is because I don't own it yet. <laughs> I think I might get it for Christmas. So good. Uh, maybe. It's maybe so not. good. What are you, a naughty boy? Oh, well. I mean, I'm either getting coal or the crew, so. Which also begins with the C. <laughs> That's why it's in my number four and five. Coliseum was in my top three, but it got replaced by Calico. (laughs) Number two is Carcassonne. Oh, Jesus. And number one is Catan. Because I know I'm going to play all of these games. I want to murder people. Because that's what my family likes (laughs) to play. And that's just how it's going to be. So you're linked to reviving the the tradition and the customs, you know, because many many babies were killed just uh, when uh, baby Jesus was born. You look at the, you look at different families and you learn a lot. Like my family, you could tell from my list is they drink a lot and they're very competitive. From Byron's family, you can see that he's related to the uh, the alphabet uh, yeah. count from Sesame Street. <laughs> Honestly, if I play any game that's even slightly new... Ah, Christmas begins with a C. C is for Carcassonne. C is for Catan. C is also for Christmas and everything else. Wait, he's a count. It's not an alphabet. He's a number count. Yeah, I I just realized the count. Uh, Almo does the letters. Almo (laughs) says... The e. <laughs> oh my goodness thank you byron um, really it, should, it wasn't <laughs> a great guess. list but it gave me literally no guidance top no three games of christmas no that was all i was given so I, w- I went with it and maybe next time if you had said top three games to play on a sled while falling down a hill <laughs> you know, i could have come up with better yeah, but the, the idea was uh, for games to play with your family so i'm gonna say now that with my family used to play card games. We play poker and we play uh, a Greek version of blackjack, which is called 31 for obvious reasons. Because <laughs> 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 you're trying to reach 31 and if you go to 32, 
you lose. It sounds just like blackjack with extra steps. Exactly, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but this is a top a modern board games top three, and uh, I can play modern board games with uh, my sisters and my daughters and the rest of the family. Uh, Did he say modern board games when he gave us the criteria? Because I remember him saying yeah, games didn't. to play with your family over Christmas. Yeah, that's all he said to me. Yeah. But this is a modern to- uh, board games podcast. So I don't I remember saying that when I created I a fucking thought- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was obvious because... You, you, you- Epo's thing was top three games to play in Christmas. Not even with family, <laughs> just in I Christmas. I understand that all, that all of you are playing drinking games but this is not about <laughs> this is not related to the podcast so anyway uh, i was going to say that the main thing about my family is that we need to talk over the games we can play anything but everybody needs to talk with each other and that's the main uh, the main the thing main... about greek people yeah <laughs> exactly. exactly we don't care about anything else actually we care also about yeah the drink and the and food should be you know somewhere near but the main thing is we need to be able to talk to each other. Uh, I will start with number three uh, with uh, Unlock. Unlock is an escape game and it's a very nice game uh, that I play with my sisters and my sister-in-law and because everybody is loving escape rooms and escape games. So it's not really a... a a whole family game. Not everybody can play, but usually we can uh, hang around, you know, three or, f- or four uh, people and uh, have an escape game and uh, have fun. But it My doesn't number- start with C. So. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. So there's no spirit of Christmas there. Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, my number two game is, uh, I would say, Code Names. Because it's it a game. Because it starts at C, yeah, I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That, exactly. This is the reason. And it's a game that you can discuss with other people and argue this is the best choice or no, no, it's not. And I was going to say that even better is the crypto, but then becomes too heavy for uh, family wise. And maybe not all the kids can play or uh, my parents and things like that. And it doesn't start way, with C, it starts with D. Uh, yeah, which is uh, <laughs> the most important thing. And number one game for this family, I believe, is yeah. Wavelength, mm. which is a game that all it does is to make you talk to each other. And it's a good argue, idea. And mm. argue. And nobody cares who won in the end, except Elias. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know what this, you sound like saying that? Someone who loses a lot. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I do. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but that, this is, is my top Okay, great. So I, was I just, guess like to... literally as you're talking, yeah, I'm looking online to buy wavelength and um, and uh, I forgot to, to get um, salad. Yeah, point salad. Those are amazing. Just actual focusing like on the topic. Great games to play with your family over Christmas. Check out Point Salad. It's so good. I think my wavelength finally arrived. Oh, really? <laughs> you want to send it's it to us? It's only been several years. <laughs> it's, still, it's still in the post office. So, guys, okay. I, le- I left Dima for the end because I knew that Dima is going to uh, have a, an interesting top three. 
Oh, wow. Un un unlike other people in uh, Africa. No. <laughs> No pressure. Wow. <laughs> Racist. So, so um, I feel like, uh, yeah, I just right this here. year. 60 bucks. Yeah, go for it. Canadian dollars. So, um, so you don't even need in money. Line, <laughs> it's basically in free. line with this like family Christmas theme, I went super generic. And like I picked games that are good for like parents and nieces and nephews and like just to get everyone together so but we're talking not about ex extended anyone. family yeah i don't invite those <laughs> no no i mean in uh, dima's head what is the what is the story is it the extended family gathered and you're playing a game and you're gonna play these games or is it just like uh you alias your parents who, who's there so it's it's i'm gonna tell you who's here this christmas it's Elias's parents Elias and I, Elias's sister and her husband, and their kid who's seven, who's eight years old. But he's a hardcore gamer. So, <laughs> so Elias had already said that his parents aren't really into games, and like I wanted to include his eight-year-old nephew in the game. So, my number three is in line with Elias's. It's it's Nitwit. So. But in my mind, we weren't drunk, but we could be drunk. That's totally cool. <laughs> it works too. It's not cool for the seven years old, but anyways. <laughs> um, my number two is actually 10 days in Africa, Asia, Europe, America, that series of like 10 Dino, days in. suck. Oh my I God. I love it. What it's is like, up with you? Like, what is that? So, so basically, let me tell you, let me tell you, because hey, some people you, aren't interested. So it's basically a map of the continent. And then on your turn, you draw a card. And okay, so you have 10 cards lined up in front of you. She's really into this. Right and now. you're supposed to create a trip, a 10 day trip across this continent. And you need to link the countries together with like planes, uh, cars. Um, or if they're so, adjacent, you can so walk through them. So if they're bordering, you can use a car. No. If they're non-bordering countries... No. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. If they're bordering countries, you can just put the country cards next to each other. Exactly. If they're non-bordering... If, if they're only... There's only one, one country, country between, between them, them, you, you can put use a car. car. If, if there's more than several, one country, you put a plane. A plane. But the colors have to match for the plane. So green countries fly to green countries and so on. So... It's weird. It's it's terrible. So, anyway, it's it's a geography game. Yes. It's yeah, a geography it's really game. nice. I learned a lot good. about Africa playing ten days in Africa. <laughs> More than you did when you traveled to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my, she just went to Ghana. And there is okay, one deck for it's every part country. of Africa. My number one. You're the is... least African country in Africa. Sorry. <laughs> Your name is Byron. <laughs> That, that that's a very African name. Nah, nah. Is there a deck that's for African every African continent as in this game? Nah. Elias nah, is also a very African name. <laughs> is there a deck for every continent? There is a game, a game for every continent. It's a series. Oh. So like Dude. every game, it's like a really small square box. There's 10 oh. games in Africa. It's not really small. It's like that. <laughs> it's like it's a pretty small seven box. by seven inches. There's 10 games, 10 days in Africa, 10 days in the U.S. In Asia, for US Europe, geography, America. 10 days in Asia. Yeah. 
it's, okay. you know what happened when we first started playing board games? I was looking at online places to play board games. And at that time, I either there was no BGA or I couldn't find BGA. I found a website that had like three games on it. They had Sura. Um, and they had this game, 10 Days in Africa, and we had fun playing it, me and Dima online. So I bought the physical copy of the game. But the thing is, Dima, like, made me keep it for years. <laughs> <laughs> because that, that's what uh, Dima does. <laughs> she makes me keep games I don't want. <laughs> well, that's so my number one, drum roll, is Dixit. Mm. Oh, um, yes. Oh. yes, that's yeah, a nice... like family time, you can talk, it's chill. Um, I feel like this is like my worst top three ever, but <laughs> Merry no, Christmas, very, everybody. <laughs> that's a very nice choice, actually, yeah. You can play Dixit uh, with everybody, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's great. Thank you all very much, guys, and uh, I hope you have a, a wonderful Christmas. And Merry, 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 Merry Christmas. Merry, 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 Merry. I don't know what that is. Don't do that. I think we so, need to end the episode yeah, very soon. Yeah, and on that it's like some so. Greek-ass fucking Merry Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> is that what you people sing? Where you come from? <laughs> merry, 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 actually, Merry, Merry, Merry. Actually, Tabletop no, it's, works it's out with... now. Tabletop, 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 Top. True. Yeah, we did make yeah. it over Christmas. That's yeah. very true. Okay, everyone, and, shut up. That brings us to the end of this tabletop <laughs> session. No, Thank should you. I say the, the outro of the section? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean it. Please let us know your top three games to play over the Christmas holidays on our Twitter account at TT Sessions QA or over at our BGG Guild. Both these links will be in the episode description. He still flinches before Thank going you. at TT session. Thank you very much, Ipo, for that uh, subpar top three recommendation. <laughs> and that video brings us to the end of this tabletop session. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out our Instagram account at Tabletop Sessions and our Twitter account at TT Sessions QA or the Board Game Geek Guild, which you can find the link to in the episode description. Guys, we're going to be in touch. If you if you miss us <laughs> like we miss you over the next few months, uh, we'll be there. We'll always be on Twitter, Instagram, on BGG, checking things out. Byron won't. Um, Ipo will be probably on one or two. Uh, Dima, I will you... be on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I will make Dima go on. He's doing a every, weird eyebrow thing every, right now. Every now and then. We'll be in touch. We'll try to get some stuff out, some some. Q&As, contents, live videos, just things so you guys know we're still here and we'll keep you updated on the situation as game nights become more and more prevalent. Please we rate need a us. TikTok account. No. Please rate no, us on iTunes never, or on Apple Podcasts. Guys, it would mean so much to us. I mean, I know I ask every week and I know people are listening because I see the download numbers. I see messages. I see people in the guild. I see, I see people but I don't see ratings on iTunes. <laughs> I feel really bad because I've never rated any of the podcasts. Get on it, get, please. Get on the bus. Uh, or rate us through Android podcast app of choice. We'll Maybe be back you're in... seeing people that are not there, so that's a condition. <laughs> we'll be back in three months-ish. And until then, 
we're going to miss you guys. And uh, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is you celebrate or don't celebrate. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we're going to say goodbye for the next few months for season one of the most professional podcast out there, Tabletop Sessions. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys, and thanks for listening. It was an honor. Bye, guys. <laughs> we're going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not dead. <laughs> we could die, but I don't think that's possible. I feel like that was a line from Desperado or something. <laughs> Things are changing so fast. I'm not planning to die anytime soon. Tabletop, table, table, top. Table, table, top. Which reminds me, let's check again where am I recording. <laughs> oh my god, episode 33. It's not the worst thing that could have happened. Like, is, is it not? <laughs> like the years of Jesus. 33, right? Okay, yeah, he was 33 and he died. <gasps> I don't know, I wasn't there. Sad story. I think you're thinking about our Easter episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>